Hello and welcome to another edition of the China Manufacturing Decoded podcast. This is episode 143. I'm your host today. This is Renaud Angeron from Sophist. And I was at the Consumer Electronics Show, the CES in Las Vegas, end of last week. And uh, I thought that it would be interesting to... Uh, to talk a little bit about it. So uh, why is it important? Well, it's one of the largest trade shows in the world. And obviously, well, there were a lot of uh, exhibitors from uh, mainland China, from uh, some from Taiwan, some from uh, Hong Kong and so on. Uh, but also a lot of the products that were exhibited there, uh, even though they are sold by, a, for example, an American company, or a German company, a French company, and so on, well, a lot of them are made in China or made with uh, Chinese components. All right, so it's one of the largest trade shows in the world, I, I, I mentioned. I did a quick look in Wikipedia to see, and they say that in 2019, so it's the, 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 the latest show pre-COVID, there were more than 180 thousand people uh, you know <laughs> 182,000 people attended so that's that's huge um, and and the, all the the hotel capacity in Las Vegas get gets kind of stretched and uh, obviously the prices go up and so on um, but there's a lot of expo capacity in that in in, in that city actually I was talking with a, a friend uh, Martin Sundstrom from from Canada who's been to the the CES a few times uh, pre-covid and he was mentioning that the show used to be larger in um 2017 18 19 and um Obviously, during COVID, what well, Las Vegas was was hit pretty hard. I think I uh, have a I met a client there in Las Vegas. He was telling me that for for five months, all the casinos had been closed and 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 so on. So uh, and 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 people were not going to trade shows anymore. Of course, it really had to uh, to to scale down, and now it's scaling back up, but it's still maybe about 30% smaller in terms of um, exhibiting space as what it was before. Okay, I had a quick look. So the trade show started in uh, 1967 in New York City, then they were doing it uh, twice a year for a while. Um, these days, and already f since, I don't know, a number of years, it's only once a year, beginning of the year in Las Vegas only. And there's... Two big areas in Las Vegas, actually three now. There's Tech West, Tech East, and Tech South. Um, I did not go to Tech South; it's a smaller area. Um, so the, the the two biggest places, and I'm giving giving sort of a, an overlay of what it looks like in case uh, some of uh, the listeners are interested in in knowing more and maybe going to one of the future editions if you are uh, in that industry. Though. So, um, you, there's the Las Vegas Convention Center area where um, you, you have the big brands. So there was there were huge areas for you know Panasonic and Sony and, and LG and they had a lot of amazing things um, and, 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 and Samsung and so on. And, um, and, and then you had the cars, 
because obviously the cars are going <laughs> uh, all electric, right? Um, and and so so now the the big car manufacturers are there and they show some some concept and so on. And then you have the other area around the the, the Venetian. Uh, it's one of the, the casinos, the, the Venetian and the Palazzo, and they have a lot of expo space there also. And that's where I spent most of my time, especially Hall G, which they call Eureka, Eureka Park, Eureka, like, oh, I found, like, I have an idea in in Greek, right? Um, which was um, showing a lot of startups, a lot of their, their products, okay? But there were also uh, halls, A, B, C, and D uh, above uh, with a lot of space and a lot of exhibitors. So... In, in in some of the the areas in in these halls A B C D, it was feeling a little bit like the the Canton Fair or um, maybe a little bit more specifically the the Global Sources uh, Consumer Electronics or whatever they call it um, Electronic and Components uh, show or, or or the one at the the the, the TDC in in, uh, in Hong Kong, same kind of booth, same kind of people. Uh, showcasing the same kind of products, so, so, so there were some um, some rows of of booth um, of exhibitors that really made me think of uh, of these um, these trade shows back in 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 Hong Kong and and Guangzhou. Something that really popped out was the number of Korean companies exhibiting, so and especially compared with the Japanese. Well, the Koreans are definitely putting a lot of money in uh, developing new products, but also at marketing these products to a um, to an audience in North America, probably also in Europe. But uh, North America, being a um, one large country with the same language and so on, uh, makes it very appealing. Right, so there's a very, very strong um, effort by Korean companies, and it's not just uh, the the big ones, Samsung and LG, and so on, but a, a number of smaller companies, uh, a number of universities. I mean, they 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 were kind of um, in 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 every corner. You would look around, and it was very clearly Korean companies here and there. Okay, now it was not half the exhibitors, of course, but uh, it was definitely an oversized presence. Some other countries. Had a very clear uh, also presence. Um, uh, the French tech um, uh, clearly, but also the Italians, the Dutch, and 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 so on. Okay. In terms of products, there were a lot of let's say classic everyday products that are reinvented as smart products, right? So. Uh, Maybe it's a toaster that actually allows you to set um, like your preferences for uh, how long and 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 what temperature to uh, to use, and that's your uh, your your preferred um, settings just for you. And then other members of your family can see some can set some 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 other preferences, and then the display shows you uh, how long. <laughs> um, you know how long they still have to wait, and so on. I mean, to me, that's. Uh, pretty close to useless but it's it's fun uh i guess for people who develop it same thing with co- cooking pans uh, guiding people okay you do this now you do this now you do this and now you have the finished product and really helping them with um, what i would call process control 
showing them the humidity and uh, the, the the cycle time and so on. But it's it's everything like a telescope that would show you actually. Oh, you are here. Okay, here's an area of interest, and if you point in that specific direction, you will find that uh, that very interesting part of of space where you can see some interesting colors and interesting things happening. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> it's it's like a, a dog bowl that keeps track of uh, of of uh, of how much food in in weight uh, gets eaten you know is it, all kinds of things like that um a lot of cameras for uh, uh home security office security and so on also a lot of cameras for watching um a baby a pet um or for inside a car etc etc uh, these were um really a little bit everywhere. Um, so you have these sort of hot products that you, you, you see all around. Some other examples are thermostats. Well, there's a big success story with Nest, uh, obviously that, that gets sold to uh, to Google, I believe. Um, and, and, and that has inspired a lot of startups to to give it their, their own uh, try. Maybe starting with the thermostat and then maybe the light control and, and so on and so forth. Right, everything from um, a shower that will uh, control certain things and uh, how much flow you want and, and temperature and so on and, and do you want to mix uh, some of these solutions so it comes up with bubbles and so on uh, uh, even bird feeders that allow you to see what kind of uh, of birds come and it actually recognizes the species and tells you and shows you what, what, they, what, what they eat and how much they eat and how often they come and so on so a lot of products were sort of reinvented in a smart way now and and a lot of that frankly is um is is pretty useless can be fun but all this stuff will end up in the landfill at one point uh, in the not too distant future um I, I i would guess but there's also some some useful products um and some products that really help with um uh, circularity or uh, or sustainability um, for example, that there was a device that recuperates, uh, purifies some of the wastewater for reuse uh, in certain areas. So, for example, the, the shower water would get reused maybe for the for the toilet or something like this. Uh, even better, there was a uh, a Korean company that had a solution for the um, how to say. Um, for taking in lithium batteries and recuperating that, uh, and and it's it's I won't go into the process, but there's uh, there's it's quite a bit of science behind that, quite a bit of of, of chemistry mainly. Okay, there are a lot of trackers, <laughs> sort of like a Fitbit for dogs and a, a tracker for this and for that and so on. It, it's it's so easy with sensors and. And, 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 and Bluetooth and, and so on to, to keep track of certain movements and certain uh, positions and so on. That has inspired a lot of products. Mm, some other hot products would be uh, vacuum cleaners, uh, you know, that, that go around when you're not there and avoid obstacles and so on. Different kinds of robots to, to get something or deliver something, maybe for people who, who are sick, uh, who are uh, bedridden. Uh, okay, but Sometimes it's really just for show kind of robots. Like there was a pretty cool robot that was making um, 
coffee, like a barista, you know, in a, in a very predictable manner, always the same. <laughs> okay, it's pretty, um, but really replicating all the movements and everything, uh, pretty useless, but was fun to watch. There were a lot of products for health, but also a lot of products to help people who are, for example, visually or hearing impaired. Right? So, for example, glasses that transcribed what is what is said. Or the opposite, having a badge that transcribes what you say so the other person can read. Uh, that was kind of interesting. Obviously, some tech to prevent maybe uh, the driver to you know from falling asleep, uh, and an application and actually a product that helps probably uh, older people uh, manage their their pills, what what medicine they take and when, and it tracks it and it reminds them uh, to do it. Okay, that that is uh, that is useful, obviously. Um, there were some pretty niche applications, uh, even though it's a consumer electronics show. So, for example, there were at least two companies developed a system to prevent icing, uh, you know, the, the formation of ice on, on the wings of a plane. <laughs> All right. So um, that's, um, uh, or, or at least to detect that there is there's uh, icing going on. Uh, well, they were obviously looking for... Um, these, these kinds of, uh, of manufacturers. As I mentioned, there was some relatively deep tech, like the recycling of lithium. There were some kind of crazy things like, oh, here's a flying car that's powered by hydrogen. Uh, okay. <laughs> so a lot of concepts, and a lot of them are really a little bit for hype, especially in the Las Vegas Convention, Convention Center, where they would, uh, they would showcase things that maybe are not, meant to go into production and be sold and, and used by people but just to uh to showcase hey this is the cool stuff that that we do and maybe we're not sure yet what the applications will be okay yeah talking about that the metaverse is definitely a big keyword uh these days um it seems like the the, the applications that are um that are pursued the most are gaming right now but People are, are thinking about it, obviously, for uh, business meetings later on when it's when the, the technology is a little bit better, right? Um, and there's a lot of things around that, uh, a lot of things around screens and getting people immersed. Really, that's that's a key idea here: how to immerse them into the virtual reality, right? So, how to have screens that. Um, allow you maybe with a few movements to control what happens, um, how to have maybe some lights, um, ambient lights around the screen. And when the screen, the dominant color on the screen becomes yellow, all the lights around uh, will light up the, 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 the room in yellow and as it goes blue, then it's mostly blue and so on. Uh, again, for, for, for immersion, uh, different kinds of products with haptic feedback such as gloves suits and so on so meaning that based on what they're supposed to see for example in uh, with their vr uh, virtual reality uh, headset for example they will have to get some some feedback maybe in the gloves the gloves themselves will actually move and give the feedback that you know that you're in contact with a certain object or something right um 
the glasses for uh, augmented reality and virtual reality are getting smaller, are getting better. Um, and 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 as I mentioned, it's 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 a big thing. Uh, a lot of companies are betting on a lot of applications um, of basically people doing things and interacting in new ways with technology um, and sort of going into a virtual world. Um, and, and well, let, let's see. <laughs> uh, but a lot of people are betting on that and a lot of companies are developing technologies for that. Also for retail applications, re retail experience. There's a lot of things going on with large screens that really wow you and like attract you know your attention and maybe will draw you into a store or create a very strong experience that maybe uh, i guess put you in the right mood uh, or, or give you some um, certain associations with that that brand make you more likely to uh, to purchase it there's a lot of that already in some um, some of the retail um, space but uh, a lot of people are trying to push the envelope, push the limits on what is possible. Um, as I mentioned, motion capture uh, is important. Uh, Sony, Samsung, LG, they all work on, on these kinds of things. Uh, you can maybe control a TV just with gestures. Uh, TCL also, the Chinese company, is doing a lot of things uh, about that. Uh, let me see what else. Um, Hisense, so that's a large Chinese company. They have a pretty cool laser TV. So you don't have a TV, you just have a, let's say, for example, a white wall, and you put a projector not five meters or 10 meters away, but really just 50, 50 centimeters or even closer to the wall, and it will choof, project the, the image in a very, very sharp way onto the wall. Um, so that that is definitely a hot uh, product and uh, well a lot of people have heard about it it's not new it's not being an at the ces but that's that's an interesting product um lg had a lot of interesting things um for example a fridge uh, but the, the the walls of the fridge can go transparent so you can see what's inside the fridge without opening it that's an interesting <laughs> interesting idea um there are some earbuds that can go underwater. Uh, not sure I would do that, but um, they are uh, IP67, meaning that uh, yeah, they, they, you, you can really go underwater, um, swim around with them, and they will be fine. Um, as I mentioned, there's some niche technologies. Again, in the aviation field, uh, I think it was the, uh, the Incheon uh, Airport, so again, uh, something coming from Korea. Right now, the air traffic controllers are in the, in the tower. They are looking at what they see visually, okay, if there's no fog, obviously, and they're relying on their radar and they're relying on what the, 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 the airplanes tell them. But they could also have large screens that recreate a pretty nice bird's eye view of the planes and where they are exactly on the on the tarmac or or in the air to give them a much much better idea about what is going on and that was wow you know uh, that is pretty uh, a pretty good way to augment um the 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 
the abilities of the air traffic controllers. Okay, so I mentioned the metaverse, augmented reality, yeah, virtual reality. Some of these things have been around for years, have been hot for years, like VR. But it seems like it's getting some um, uh, smart, you know, how to say, valuable applications. For example, for training people to do certain things, or you put them in the environment, and instead of just sort of playing it in their mind, it's much more Im immersive, and they, they, um, they, they, they will be, um, uh, how to say, trained to, to make certain gestures and so on. So this can be, um, this can be useful for for training for um, some work in maybe in dangerous situations and so on, right? Um, I mentioned before a lot of devices about health tracking, but also a lot of medical devices uh, with electronics, right? A lot of them doing monitoring and sometimes predictions. So they, they typically measure a certain type of, um, of, of bio data or biomarkers. So the brain activity, uh, maybe scan the, the muscles for, for example, for recovery after a certain exercise, um, maybe using simply the, 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 the mic of a smartphone to listen to the guts. <laughs> Um, certain things maybe to, to analyze the, the sweat, uh, the, the urine, um, the, the arterial blood gas, uh, the blood flow, and so on and so forth. And some of them will have their own ways of um, extracting the data, um, for example, checking the, the, the blood glucose, um, could be with a needle or it could be with an electrical shock to, to get a little bit of blood out, right? Different ways to get it out. Some of these devices will use the microphone or the camera of smartphones. So I already mentioned using the mic, putting it on, on the belly just to listen to the, the guts and uh, doing some analysis on that. Uh, another one was simply... Uh, taking a video of the f of someone's face and from that uh, extracting some data about the blood flow and from that they would suggest a lot of different things so usually they do that and 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 they collect a lot of other medical information about the these same people and then they have machine learning models that will look for a lot of these, uh, let's say, correlations. And from there, they can actually uh, infer that, okay, we have this data, then we can also suggest this other data. All right. So, and, and some of it is a bit comical. I mean, uh, that video of the face uh, about the blood flow, well, they will also give an estimate about the... Um, um, the biological age of the skin, uh, the exposure to stress, uh, a number of different things, uh, different risks also. Okay, so that, that, that could help, that might help uh, point to certain health risks and the person can go and have a proper medical examination. So... And I don't know. I haven't seen the the, the data, so I don't know how strong the the, the accuracy is uh, really here. 
There were, as I mentioned, a number of uh, electric vehicles. Now, there was not just uh, cars, but also uh, bikes, motorcycles, uh, snowmobiles, autonomous wheelchairs, um, all kinds of things. And then a number of variations on electric cars. For example, one of them had no, I mean, they say no battery. Obviously, there's a little bit of battery, um, small battery, but the whole car was covered in solar panels and it was extremely light. And they, they're working, obviously, there's just a concept, but they're working on it to make it possible in countries where um, there's a lot of sun all year round to just use a light car and, and go around that way. And I mean, it would be great, obviously, to, um, <laughs> to avoid having... Um, 400 pounds of batteries uh, that that then have to be disposed of and, and hopefully <laughs> hopefully uh, recycled, upcycled or something and that consume a lot of rare earth materials that are mined in, in, in horrible conditions. Anyway, so that was a bit of um, an overview of the CES. Now, a lot of that is is fun. It's really a trade show. And there's a lot of demos and people are invited just oh, walking, be, walking by, hey, come and, and, and check this and so on, on, on a lot of the booth. Now, this is not open to the public, otherwise there would be even more people and it would be impossible to, to walk around. It's limited to people who can show that they are in the consumer electronic industry. Fortunately, otherwise it would be overrun by uh, tire kickers and, and people in... <laughs> There's already a lot of shows for uh, having fun in Vegas, and this would just become another one of them. So they're trying to limit that. So that's it for uh, this week's podcast. I hope that was uh, interesting for those of you that are in that industry or are just curious about what the heck are they showing in Las Vegas and why are there so many articles uh, about that trade show, what is it about, right? So you will hear from us again next week. Thanks for listening in and have a great one. Thanks again for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Sophie's Group. We're on a mission to provide you with everything you need to manufacture effectively in Asia, including inspections, auditing, new product development support, contract manufacturing, 3PL warehousing and fulfillment, and much, much more across Asia's key manufacturing areas. Visit us at sofeast.com, that's S-O-F-E-A-S-T dot com, to learn more and get help. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, please do rate, review and share, because it will really help others discover us too.